the fruit basket. Holy Spirit, when He comes in, will promptly display that fruit basket to motivate your attitudes and your actions, love and joy and peace. You didn't have these things before. Gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, those things will become... pastor here at New Life Community Church. I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in. I trust as always that the Lord's going to bless you up one side and down the other as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. The Lord willing, we're going to try to wrap up a message tonight that we began last week and it deals with an instance in the New Testament where some folks were walking along, sort of minding their own business, and they had a visitor they entertained a guest, and they didn't know who he was. It was Jesus, we find out. And my question to you is, as you walk along, just kind of minding your own business, do you have those encounters with Jesus? Or is he just some, to use a big word, nebulous figure out there somewhere, out in the wild blue yonder that you hope to see someday? Well, I believe you can be in relationship with God through a son, Jesus, right now and you can hear from him now this is important because i hear this all this question is put to me probably more than any other thing that i deal with and it's this pastor terry you say the lord speaks to you you say he speaks to me or he can speak to me how do i recognize that voice how do you do that what does it sound like well we're going to get into a little bit of that and i want to read our text passage is actually luke chapter uh, 24 and I just want to read a couple of verses in your hearing. We're going to wrap uh, up with this a little bit later on. But I'm in Luke chapter 24. Uh, go to verse 30 with me. The record puts it this way. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them. Verse 31, the first part of the verse. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Look at verse 32. They ask each other, were not our hearts burning? Now there's a hint. Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? I trust we can learn from this. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you and I praise you for every member of this audience that's listening in right now by whatever means they're listening. And I pray that by your word, you would speak to our hearts, teach us and help us to to learn to discern that still small voice, which is you speaking by your word and by your spirit, we pray and ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, you hang on. I'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. God bless. And opens the door. I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Fellowship with that person and they with me. Pastor Terry, what's he talking about? Hey, here's, here's the way it works. Stick with me.
Jesus is so faithful. He is so, so faithful to knock on the door of the sinner's heart. You say, well, that leaves me out. I'm not a sinner. Well, if you're not, you used to be. You're either one of those, one of uh, two of the, uh, one of the other. Think, yeah. If you're not a saint, you're a sinner. If you are a saint, you're not a sinner. The way I read the Word of God. But Jesus is very faithful to knock on the door of the sinner's heart. And then God speaks by Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Write that on your note somewhere. Holy Spirit. That's called conviction. Are you familiar with that word? It means to be convinced. Conviction. Let me take you to another, another passage, John chapter 16. And I wish God had given all this to us in chronological order so we didn't have to play ring around the Bible. But how many of you know that as you go out of this place today, you're not likely to find diamonds and gold laying on the sidewalk out there? How do you get it? Look at your neighbor and tell them they've got to dig for it. So I got some gold for you here. Here we go. John chapter 16, verse 8 says this in the contemporary English version. The Spirit will come and show the people of this world the truth about sin. It's called conviction. Do you recall the first time, the very first time you were made aware of your sinfulness? Do you recall the first time that you were made aware that something wasn't right on the inside of you? Boy, I remember that. I remember that very well. Now listen, for some of you looking back at me right now, that moment of your journey might be right now. And I asked myself the question about this time, why, why would Jesus be knocking on a sinner's door? Why would Holy Spirit speak and, and bring this conviction? Why? Fill in number seven with me. The very first step, the very first step toward a sinful man's coming into relationship with Christ is the realization of and the recogni recognition of and the confession of, fill us in with me, personal sin. Personal sin. Listen, this starts on the outside with a knock. But then by invitation, Holy Spirit moves to the inside. Oh, I'm about to get down to the nitty-gritty. Watch this, church. Once inside, listen to me, once inside... Holy Spirit expects to rearrange the furniture. Now listen, there's no bait and switch here at New Life. I, li I like to just come right on out and tell you this stuff right from the jump start. I like to tell you this up front. When you open up your heart's door after you've heard the knock and you invite Christ to come in by Holy Spirit, you can expect that He's going to rearrange the furniture. He has his own motif. <laughs> it's called the Holiness Collection. The old furniture, watch this. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. The old furniture from the sinfulness collection. 
That has to go in order to make room for the new. Now listen to me, those of you here and those of you by way of live stream. We have some spiritual hoarders that have issues with this. What you talking about taking my, my old sinful collection? Yeah, I've just got it broke in good. It's comfortable. Yeah, it is. And I want to hold on to that. How many of you know that some folks in church, they've gotten rid of some of the sinful collection, but they keep up with it. They know which goodwill they took it to. Keeping up with it. They know which yard sale it ended up at. I know I'm not supposed to say ended up at, but I do anyways. You dig what I'm saying. Let's look at the holiness collection. We'll start with the love seat. Holy Spirit, when He comes in, will begin to prompt you, listen church, will begin to prompt you to love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's every fiber of your being will start loving God. You know, when you're a sinner, when you're carnal, you're at enmity with God. There's nothing about you that loves God. You love the notion of God. You like to say you believe in God, but you don't love God because God says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So if you're not keeping His commandments, what does that tell you? But he, He'll begin to prompt you to love God with that agape love that we talked about last week. And then there's something that goes along with that. It's loving your neighbor like you love yourself. Oh, I love God. Yes, I do. But my neighbor, you can just go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Don't want you in my church. If you've ever had that thought, listen to me. You've got a problem. I'll take them all. I'll take all the sinners you can stack in this room. I'd love to preach this message to them. Hallelujah. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. I'm about to get distracted. Let me get back to my notes. We're talking about the holiness collect collection. Next, there's the fruit basket. Did your mom ever have a fruit basket? My mom did. My dad had come in from a long day of work one time, and his routine was to just kind of chill a few minutes while Mama was whooping up supper. And he was, well, he said later he was praying. <laughs> it very suspiciously looked like he was taking a nap, and Mama was talking to him. And he wasn't responding. So she picked an orange up out of that fruit bowl and threw it at my daddy. Now, I've watched a lot of uh, live PD, so I know today that's domestic violence, but then you could get by with it. The fruit basket. Holy Spirit, when He comes in, will promptly display that fruit basket to motivate your attitudes and your actions, love and joy and peace. You didn't have these things before. Gentleness and faithfulness and self Control, those things will become prominent. Let's move on. Then there's the gift corner. Are you, do you have a gift corner in your house? How many of you know Sister D? 
How many of you have ever received a happy day surprise from Sister D? Whew, guess where she keeps all that stuff? Our basement looks like Costco. There's the gift corner. Listen, in this, this newly decorated house, heart, decorated in the holiness motif, there will be a gift corner. It will be a prominent corner, and it will be a lived-in area of your newly renovated heart. Do any of you have that fancy room in your house where nobody's allowed to go? My mother had the living room. It's where we put the Christmas tree. We got in there once a year. The rest of the time, we hung out in the den. It was the happening place around the night and household. Well, beloved, the gift corner is going to be a prominent and lived-in area of your newly renovated heart. Let me hasten. Jesus established a profound truth. I'm back in John 16. Look back up to verse 7. But I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. This is before the resurrection. Jesus is telling them this, these things. He's saying the Holy Spirit's going to come back and dwell with you. How is that going to happen? I want you to understand, beloved, that Jesus went up in order for Holy Spirit to come down. Now, I mentioned this this morning. I heard some great teaching about this even this week in the church. Rightly so, we celebrate Easter, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. But you don't hear too much about Pentecost, do you? The pouring out. Hey, the resurrection was important because without it, there couldn't be the pouring out. But there has been a pouring out. Holy Spirit has come down. See if we can learn some more about that. Fill in number eight with me on your notes. Beloved, because of the cross, because of the death of Christ, Jesus is not only purposed to come up from behind us or alongside us as he did with Cleopas and his buddy, but much rather now, now by Holy Spirit, he dwells within us. Within us. I'm wondering if some people really believe that these days. John 14, 16, Jesus says this, And I will ask the Father, that was a part of His ascension, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another counselor. That's why they had to tarry a few days between the resurrections, why they gathered in the upper room and prayed. He says, I'm going to ask the Father, He'll give you another counselor to be with you forever. What is He talking about? Verse 17, the Spirit of truth. Look at verse 19 of John 14. Before long, the world, unsaved men, will not see me anymore, but you will see me. How? By indwelling Holy Spirit. I'm beginning my closing routine. I remind you the mills of God grind slowly. But I need to point out to you that when the two arrived at the place, wherever that was, according to verse 28 of chapter 24, Jesus acted, the scripture says, as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us. They begged him, pleaded with him, stay with us. Even 
throwed a little guilt trip on him. It's getting dark outside. Come on, stay with us. I believe this. If those two had not persisted, perhaps, perhaps, they would have struggled on in their personal darkness, their sin for an indefinite time. Listen, beloved. When on your journey, your individual, personal journey, when Jesus comes up and knocks on your door, can I encourage you not to turn a deaf ear? Or to say something like, will somebody get that? Did y'all hear that? Don't turn a deaf ear. Acknowledge the knock. Invite him in. Listen to verse 30 of Luke 24. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then what happened? We're told their eyes were open and they recognized him. No longer a stranger to them. Fill in number nine with me. Beloved, when you acknowledge, I'm talking to you, when you acknowledge the knock of Jesus, and you invite him in, your eyes also will be opened. Hallelujah. You'll begin to see, you'll begin to realize some things that you never knew before. Again, that's conviction. Look at verse 32, and I'm trying to, I'm going to move on right here. Luke 24, 32, they ask each other around the dinner table, we're not our, or a little bit later on, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? You understand what he's talking about? You ever had your heart burn inside you? Go with me to Matthew real quick. Matthew 3. This seems out of sequence here. Trust me, it is not. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I want you to see something about the burning. And here's what it says. John the baptizer is speaking. He's been baptizing people in water for repentance. But here's what he said. If you want to argue, you'll have to argue with him. But here's what he said. After me will come one, and he is effectively pointing to Jesus the Christ. After me will come one who is more powerful than I. He says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He will pour out upon you. Holy Spirit. Look at this. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what, church? Have you ever noticed that? Fire? I don't want none of that. It's, it's real easy for us to perceive that fire here is a negative. Why? Because fire will burn you. Literally. Physical fire will scorch you. You, I don't even want to get that close to a flame, let alone in a flame. But think with me. Fire is also a life-sustaining gift. It's a life-sustaining gift. How many of you know that an old raw chicken leg is a whole lot better once you uh, engage it and use it as a wave offering? You wave it over the grill for a few minutes. 
You with me? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you this, but I am. There's a man who took a friend of his to a sushi bar. Have you ever been to a sushi bar? Is that not disgusting? But he took his friend to a sushi bar, and they had their meal. And on the way out, he says to him, well, what would you think of the sushi? And the friend says, well, it wasn't all that bad, but I think it'd be a whole lot better if they'd batter and fry it. Say amen right there. That's what I'm talking about. Wave that sucker over the fire. Fire represents a purifying agent. Listen to me, church. I'm talking to you about the holiness collection. It represents a purifying agent. When your heart burns within, it's Holy Spirit of God. Some people don't know this today. Even when you grew up around it, it's a little bit different. But Holy Spirit will burn within your heart. Trying to help you toss out some of those old raggedy pieces of junk that's just cluttering up the place. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19. We're told, do not put out the Spirit's fire. But don't we try to do that? Man, God's dealing with me about something. I've got to get out from under this. Especially if it's a piece of that old furniture you want to hold on to. I've got to get away from this. Men experience that and they attempt to, to put out that flame, to drown that flame with all kind of things. Be encouraged. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Don't do that. Here's what I want to leave you with this morning. And uh, worship leaders, uh, you may come forth. We're going to sing you out of here in just a few moments. You know what I'm finding? Say what, Pastor? I'm finding that over and over and over again, for well over 40 years now, 47 years almost, that I continue to experience these Emmaus walks, not from the outside, but from the inside. And I realize profoundly, I had this happen this week, very unique time. But I realize profoundly that Jesus is walking not only beside me, but inside me by Holy Spirit. And He speaks. Has He spoken to you this morning? Well, He's spoken to me. Every time the church comes together and prays and sings, I hear from Him. It's awesome. He may be speaking to you this morning from the outside, knocking, trying to get in. You haven't invited him in yet, but today could be the day when you say, I think I'm going to answer that. And you open up your heart's door and invite Jesus to come in by the Holy Spirit to be your Lord, your Savior, your Master. Pray with me.
Beloved, we're going to cut in right there, and I want to reiterate this to you. Will you listen carefully? Have you heard the knock, that, that knock on your heart's door? People ask me, how do you know that? How do you recognize that? You know, it sounds so crazy, sort of, just to say, well, you know. <laughs> you know. God speaks to us through our conscience is the best way to explain that it's actually our spirit, man. But you know when He's knocking on your heart's door. Boy, I knew it back. I remember when I came to Christ, when I was a sinner, I went down to an old-fashioned altar. And you don't necessarily have to go to an old-fashioned altar. You can go out to the newfangled parking lot somewhere, whatever the case might be. Because wherever you go, there is God. And He knocks on people's uh, doors, their heart's door in some interesting places. Uh, one gentleman that I prayed with and prayed for and witnessed to for years, and I mean he was an older gentleman, riding down the road one day on a motorcycle, and God spoke to him. He pulls off the road, gave his heart to the Lord right there, got on his motorcycle and rode off into the sunset. Isn't that awesome? That could happen to you if Christ is knocking at your heart's door. See, the issue is not the place or where it happens or even the time where it happens. The issue is... Do you answer the door? When someone knocks on your door at home, you can do one of two things. You can act like nobody's there and hope they'll go away, or you can go to the door and let them in. Many people do this with Jesus. If I just be real quiet and I ignore this, then maybe he'll go away. Listen, you don't want him to go away. By the way, it's hard to get him to go away. You want to open up your heart and ask him to come in to be your Lord and Savior, to rearrange the furniture in your life. I'm speaking to someone right now. You really need the Lord to rearrange the furniture in your life because your life is a mess and He can fix it. Pastor Terry, can He really? Man, are you just telling me these things? No, I'm telling you God can fix whatever's wrong. He's right for whatever's wrong in your life. Be encouraged right now to pray, just to talk to God and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've done wrong. I hear you calling, and I'm opening up my heart's door, and I'm inviting you to come in right now. I confess my sins. I agree with you, Lord, that I'm a sinner. Come in. Rearrange the furniture of my life. Get rid of all that sin and come in and establish your place on the right, for at the rightful place, the throne room of my heart. Father, I pray for each one listening right now. In particular, if there's someone listening, they have never been born again, never opened up their heart's door and asked you to come in to be their Lord and Savior. I pray that right now would be the time where they make that decision and ask you to come in. And I pray that you would do what you said. If we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Establish them as your child, I pray. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. And listen, if you made a decision for Christ, you answered the knock at the door. Uh, there's some contact information there on the bottom of the screen. We'd love to hear from you, and I really mean that. Uh, we have some materials we'd like to put in your hands. It won't cost you a dime. We'll get it to you. But you've got to let us know. We can't read your mind, can't just mass mail stuff to people that are going to end up throwing it in the trash can. But we would love to put some of this material in your hands. Do want to remind you that New Life is having in-person worship gatherings Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and then midweek activities Wednesday at 7 o'clock. 
And there's a lot more going on here than that. Trust me, I'd love to tell you about it at some point in time. Well, I'm Terry Knight, the pastor of New Life Community Church. I've got to get out of here. My time's gone, according to the old clock on the wall. I trust you're going to have a great week. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back for you?